Welcome to Co-op Mode. This is episode two, and this evening we'll be discussing Deus Ex Human Revolution. Tonight with me is Josh Ackerman. Hello. Christopher Lowe. What's happening? And Mr. Zach Karst. Hey there. And unfortunately, Ben T cannot make it with, uh, be here with us this evening. How are you guys doing uh, this evening? Pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. Awesome to hear. Awesome to hear. Getting caught up on uh, ME3. Oh, how's that going for you? I, uh, yeah, I think I'm about 50 hours into the game. Holy oh shit. God. Yeah, wow. I'm, about, uh, I'm about 15, I think, the last time I looked. And I love it so far. Fantastic game. <laughs> I still have to play the second one. You did. background for me, um, I actually told everyone in the world that I was going to stop playing video games about three weeks ago. That didn't happen. Yeah, I've, how long did that last? I relapsed. It, it actually uh, lasted about four days. Oh, not too bad. I started playing StarCraft 2. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. That is a rabbit hole. My love for video games is just a little too strong, I think. You can't deny it, man. Especially this game. Uh, I, uh, I'll start it off with, uh, with this Deus Ex. Uh, when I immediately saw this game, I had uh, my first impression was Blade Runner. Uh, a friend of mine at work had mentioned to me, he's like, have you seen the trailer for this game? And I go, no, I have not seen this. And he's like, you need to watch it. And I cut, my jaw dropped. I was like, wow, this looks cool. The music's awesome. And the fact it kind of reminds me of Blade Runner, I was immediately hooked and I had to go buy the game. You're talking about the first CG movies that they were releasing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That, was, that was the E3 trailer, right, that they dropped. And it just looked awesome because all those like augmentations were like flying out of his arms and he was just kicking ass in general. It was quite impressive. And they had the whole the, uh, Icarus imagery and whatnot. Yep. Absolutely. That, that was very evocative for me, especially having played the original game. I, I could definitely tell where they were going. Well, yeah, I, I I did not play either of the other two, so that's kind of the standpoint I'm coming from, you know. Same um, here. Just jumping into this game just because I thought it looked awesome. You know, the other two really didn't spark my interest all that much, and then after I saw that trailer, like I said, you know, I was kind of kind of interested in seeing how how it played out and uh, just the general style of this game looked pretty cool right was invisible war the uh, first or second one that's the second one that was the second okay. that one I, I did play now now chris you have played all three of them right yes for anybody who hasn't played any of them would uh playing deus ex human revolution first be kind of a uh would they actually would they need to play the other first two in order to understand what's going on oh not at all there's Absolutely. i mean especially given that this is a prequel like you don't. You can go into this, and it'll, it can be the first Deus Ex experience. In fact, I would, I would highly recommend playing this one first because uh, the other ones are a little dated, and not that they're not good. It's just, I mean, this is very modern, contemporary. It's a really good entry. It's, uh, you know, for this franchise, and I've been waiting for it for a long time. Now, uh, Josh, you had. Now I know you had actually played this game before all of us. That's because you. Got to try a demo at Comic -Con, uh, last year's Comic Con. Yeah, it's Zach too. Actually, Zach and oh, I were at right. Comic Con uh, last year, and uh, yeah, we had the privilege of demoing this game on the show floor and also at the IGN uh, offsite display because they had taken over one of the bars in uh, the downtown area of San Diego and had sort of set up um, like the 3D monitors and 3D glasses and stuff like that, where you could test out that technology while playing the game. So. It was awesome. Um, I mean, I liked it a lot, 
but like we couldn't figure out how to change weapons was one thing. <laughs> so I think they actually oh. had a lot of bugs and they were still. Yeah, pretty out confused. Uh, it took a long time to figure out how to switch from assault rifle to, to pistol. Yeah. <laughs> now, had you ever like played a an incomplete game nothing. before? What's that? Had you ever played an incomplete game before like that? Yeah, I mean, we were demoing games all day at Comic Con. Oh. I mean, I, I had played Gears Three and um, what else did we play? Saints Row the Third. Um, I played the new Guild Wars actually, Guild Wars Two, which is still not out yet, and it was pretty awesome. Um, I I played a, a bunch of games, so I mean, it was definitely one that stuck out. Like that, that was the only bug that I really encountered the entire time that was pretty cumbersome. So. I wasn't even sure that they had uh, changed anything as far as the, the final version of the game. That was going to be my next question. Like, has anything from your demo experience changed from to the final product? Um, it did not seem so. I mean, the environment yeah. that we were able to explore and to um, to play in um, wasn't the final game. I mean, didn't notice anything different. Okay. Yeah. Now, a lot of comp- I've I've heard a lot of comparisons, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I won't say a big uh, let's see, let's see a big buff on Metal Gear Solid, but some I think one of you guys had mentioned that uh, it definitely brought back memories of playing Metal Gear Solid. Was that you, Zach? Uh, yeah, I believe uh, Josh agreed with that too. I definitely saw similarities between those two games. I would agree with that sentiment as well. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know, definitely the stealth aspect is is uh, parallel with the Metal Gear Solid series. Right. I, I don't think, and we'll get into this in the review, I don't think it does it as well as Metal Gear Solid. Now, of course, I'm a little biased. That's one of my favorite game series ever. So um. uh, Let's just go right into it, like, basically it's gameplay. Uh, so why why do you feel like, in comparison to Metal Gear Solid, this doesn't do it as well? Um, you know, I think it comes down to um, a number of factors, one of which is the AI um (laughs) that's that's a gripe that i have in this game and you know i hate to start this review out with um some some negative uh feelings like that but go all for it man uh, go for it yeah so the ai really was troublesome for me in this game um you know i i felt like i was really kind of i don't know i was kind of pigeonholed into one gameplay style or another in certain situations just because of how the ai was reacting to what i was doing yeah if you know what I mean, um, you know, and I know that you're supposed to be able to always go full stealth or always just go guns blazing and stuff like that. But I felt like I really had to kind of play a certain way based on the situation just because of how the AI was. And I felt like sometimes the AI just had like superhuman hearing. <laughs> you like, too? I honestly got yeah. like across the room yeah. and like nudge a box and like this guy would just turn around and everyone would just start opening fire on me. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. <laughs> and Like it would happen like I mean, I seriously had to replay some of those scenarios like 15 times because I was trying to do it the way that I wanted to. And it Uh just was like, no, you're not going to do that. And I'm like, all right, after a while, I just really want to progress and like find out what happens in the story. I don't care that all these guys are just going to turn around out of nowhere. So I don't know. That was kind of a gripe for me. So you had a lot of trouble actually stealthing your way through the game? I did. And, you know, I think some of that probably stemmed from my augmentation choices because I I tend to, when when I'm presented with choices like that in a a game, I think that tries to give you, um, you know, a lot of leeway in that respect with the RPG elements of it. I kind of tend to balance my character, perhaps. I don't go completely well. Other. So I think that's probably one problem that I had, but 
it's just the way I play. And, you know, I think the game should have been okay with that and should have still rewarded that. And it didn't. That's one That's one negative point that I have. That stealth, that stealth just got under my nerves. You would just, I could just be like walking normal and someone would just hear me across the room. It's like, oh my God, I heard something. It's like, well, you have other people walking in this room. How is it that whenever I walk, someone right. gets someone gets alarmed and, oh, it's a hostile. Let's start shooting my gun at him. It's like, this makes no sense. I mean, I, I know we're in the future. I understand it's just a game, but that physics did not compute with me whatsoever. Not, yeah. That didn't. Yeah, that pissed me off so much. You can't just pretend that they have, you know, super hearing. I mean, it seems like something's possible in this game. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm really surprised that you guys react that way because I had the opposite reaction where I felt like the game wasn't really letting me, if I ever wanted to go balls out, I feel like I was just going to die really fast. And Yes. Or I had to use cover really, really well. I actually felt it being kind of a breeze at times, stealthing my way through the game. Of course, I don't fall into that trying to uh, balance out my practice points. I actually was always investing my practice into anything that would increase my stealth attribute yeah. because any, I find any time in a game where I have the option to stealth, I, I try and do that. Like I did that in Fallout 3. I, I was I was a sneaky ass bastard the whole game. Like right. I, I want to I wanna shoot you long before you ever get the opportunity or, or like I carefully plan out how I'm going to get across the room. It'll take me so long to get across the room because I'll sit there watching the, the guard patterns, how they walk. Right. And I was investing into the... Uh, the ability, the augmentations that made it like Metal Gear Solid, because there's one that uh, gave you like a little radar and cones of vision and made it pretty much Metal Gear Solid. And I was immediately investing in that. I mean, I found myself, it was to the point where I felt like I had to actually intentionally mess up if I wanted to just try out some shooting <laughs> because I was finding it really easy to sneak past things. Because like, I, I, clo- I had cloak really early. And of course, it, of course, it would take a long ass time because I would be, I mean, it's like how, it's like I always, I'm a slow player. Like, I, Metal Gear Solid 3, I probably crawled through that entire game <laughs> just because I could, and I knew I wouldn't get seen. So I probably spent more more time in that game, you know, laying down than I did standing up. And pretty much the equivalent here. So that was my experience with the stealth. But I agree with the AI. Uh, it was either too smart sometimes or just not smart at all. Right, and I guess that's my point is that it was kind of inconsistent for me. Yeah. Because yeah. Some, I, I get what you're saying completely on, you know, just going balls out and just, you know, firing. Because I tried that in the beginning, and I'm like, you know, well, screw this. Let's just see how this plays out. And I would just get owned, you know, especially in the beginning stages. when you, If you try that, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to get taken out. And there's there's uh, not enough ammo for it either. True. Yeah. I, I wasn't uh, entirely certain that that was even an option. Because every time I'd, I would go out guns blazing, it kind of felt like I had screwed up. And that was my only option left. Was stealth, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think of a perk that would um, even enhance the ability to, like, you know, last in a, just a, a gunfight. But besides uh, enhancing armor, I can't really think of anything. Even when you enhance armor, I, I felt like even my upgrades, like, especially for your defense, I would just die. Like, especially I played on, I just finished today with the hardest mode. And even when you enhance your defense, it feels like it's like two or three shots. You're still, you're still dead. It didn't right. matter. It seem uh, worth it to put your points into that. It it, yeah. d- it really did not seem worth it. I didn't feel um, rewarded by upgrading my defense. And I mean, it was full blown upgraded. Now I could run through electricity with no issues, but in terms of taking hits, I was still down for the count within like yeah three to four hits. It it, it was just like God, this is just. 
just yeah. so annoying. It really yeah. was. Uh, I mean, they definitely tried to sell the game on, like, you can kind of play it any way you want. And, uh, I mean, you probably could, like, if you're good enough, figure out a way to, you know, go in guns blazing and, and make it a cover shooter. Right. But obviously that w- you wouldn't be having the best experience with it that you could have with it. No. Which the best experience really comes from either going full stealth or, or combining the action and the stealth, you know, as what as ben, what Ben would say if he was here, where, you know, his intent was to try and sneak through. But if that didn't work out, then there would be bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where I'm, I'm the type of person where if I did mess up, I would have to reload it. Because I was, I don't know about you guys, I was, I was going to ask this. I was trying to play as a pacifist. I, I was always using non-lethal means. Did you guys ever try that? I did. Absolutely not. I was breaking <laughs> <laughs> their necks every possibility, every possible chance that I had. So I mean, it's it's funny because they give you that option to go with the with the lethal or the non-lethal melee, and there's yeah, really is there's no, it's just a choice. I mean, there's no yeah. positive or negative doing either one. Right. That's, that's what. Uh, uh, no, that's, that's, not true. that's not true, right? Because if you do lethal, then it increases the possibility that everyone else is going to hear it. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. Also, I was yeah. going to bring this up. I, I felt like it was kind of, I don't want to say cheap, but it was kind of a negative thing for me that they, that your energy bars actually go down from using that too. Like if, like, I, I just kind of, kind of felt like if, you know, I put the time in to sneak up behind this bastard and take him out, like, you know, I should be able to do that without getting penalized for it yeah because and that's and that's the only melee option is right using that, that yep. your energy it seems like i mean how much energy does it require to you know choke somebody out yeah exactly i mean i'm an augmented soldier why does it require energy for me to use my augmented strength to choke somebody out right i know i mean it's my, <laughs> my power bar is going to go down when i like wipe my ass or something like that <laughs> Do you think the power bar is even essential at all? Uh, in some cases, but in terms of the uh, melee, I'm 50-50 on it because I, I was reading online about what the director was saying about the game, and, and we'll, we'll talk more about him, but he had mentioned that in the early testing phase, it that melee just just got abused immediately. It's just like you just con- people just constantly use the melee and... They never really used any of the weapons. So with that it's being because else talking about, like in they would sneak up behind people and be using it all the time, or what? They would just constantly use it. They, I mean, it, it, it was just a free for all, basically. There's... It was. It's it's a it's a win button because at any point they can be shooting at you as long as you just press B. You go into that little animation. It's really more of a cutscene, and then you just melee them. It yeah. is quite satisfying. It watching. is. It looks badass right. because like, they have different animations. I agree, but at the same time, it's like a, it was. It's it's a win situation every time you melee someone. You either knock them out or you kill them. It's just it's one or the other. And one of those choices, I thought when the first time I played the game, that if you were like doing a non-lethal or lethal, it kind of brought me back to my days of playing Kotar, and I still play Kotar to this day. I absolutely love the game. But it's like your choices would affect your like what kind of decisions you made would affect you in the future. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't feel like if I went lethal or non-lethal, it wasn't as ground like my choice was that effective for the game itself whatsoever. It, it didn't have an impact the way it did in the original game. Here, it was just getting an achievement. Yeah, exactly. Like, at the end, you get that achievement. There wasn't there wasn't really much satisfaction. Where in the original game, spoiler, like you find out that the enemies you've been 
you've been going up against through about half the game, they end up being your allies. So if you've been killing them, you feel really bad about it. Yeah. And they don't, there's nothing like that really in here. Except, I mean, the only way you can explain it is that a lot of, you know, sometimes, you know, if, like if you go and killing cops, you know, the cops are generally <laughs> innocent. Yeah. So you might feel bad about that, but it doesn't pay off where you're like, oh man, I've been killing these people. I feel bad. You don't yeah. have like retrospective, you know, or I mean, introspective moments like snakes talking about like, ah, killing people. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't feel like my decisions were impacted the game whatsoever in any shape of in any shape of way except for you know just getting an achievement and that it makes you feel like a badass when you don't kill anybody. I mean, I mean that I mean if you can you know go throughout felt, the whole yeah if you go throughout the whole game without killing somebody by all means that's that's cool but you can't do that for the bosses. You, well, no, no. Right. That's and speaking of the bosses, well, can can we talk about something positive for a minute since we were yeah, talking about how, uh, how bad the AI is? <laughs> I mean, I we're taking on a little bit. I don't think any of our general uh, feelings toward this game are, you know, just overall negative. I mean, no, I, no, I, no, I, no I, it's not. It's not. I really like the game. Don't get me wrong. I would I would never play a game like this that takes this long all the way through if I wasn't enjoying the hell out of it. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. But it's I, any any game that attempts to do what this game is doing, you know, there's going to be some things that aren't quite fleshed out or or didn't get quite as much polish as something else. Yes, and that's just the nature of the beast in this type of game. Okay, if you were if you guys really want to talk about something positive. <laughs> uh, uh, I won't go on to the voice acting because I really like. I know it's kind of an odd choice, but I really like the voice acting in this game. And I thought the main actor uh, who played M. Jensen, uh, Elias Tofectus, he, uh, uh, he Batman. Batman, yeah, he sounded great for the part. I, I thought because I had seen him on the Three Kilobytes interview, and I thought when I played the game the first time, I was like, man, this guy has a really gruff voice. I mean, he did a great job. And then when I saw the interview, I'm like, oh, my God, that's his normal voice. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that, too. And, uh, and, because, and it's funny because when he, during the interview, he was saying that he had lost quite a few jobs, uh, voice acting gigs, because of this part. And because Adam Jensen is really, you know, very prominent in the gaming industry right now. I mean, he's got that distinct voice. But I, besides him, I thought the rest of the cast did an excellent job. I, I, I completely believed what they were saying. And... Yeah, I I guess I mean there's not really much to it, but I just really liked it. Sometimes I sometimes I cringe during games like really did you just say that or I just thought the chemistry between all the characters they felt like they felt believable. It felt like they were actually in the same room with each other in which most cases when you do a game or or an animation in general they're not all in the same room whatsoever. I mean, they're not. I, agree. I think that's really important in a game of this kind, especially to establish that believability and, you know, just to help establish that atmosphere. Yeah. Because it, you know, it, that's everything in, in a game like this. You know, I mean, it's it's all about sucking you into that the atmosphere of the game and, um, you know, just making you believe that you're a part of that world. I believe it. Now, so I had a thought when I first heard Adam Jensen's voice, and that was, I think he sounds like. Charlie Sheen trying out for the part of Neo. <laughs> you believe that, right? Think about it for a second. It kind of sounds correct. <laughs> Charlie Sheen like really tried to lower his voice and tried to like, you know, oh my god. <laughs> I've heard Josh say this before, and I do have to agree. I can, I can actually see Charlie Sheen doing this role. You can hear, you can hear, uh, you know, a similarity in the voice. That scares sure. me. It's, it's quite scary. Theory. And, and now that Josh has said that, I can't get past it anymore. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Yeah, no worries. I mean, now I'm, I'm just thinking about sure Charlie Sheen in the movie Navy Steel. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. That's weird. Um, the music. Uh, epic? It, can I just pretty much say it's that's what it is? It's just epic? Great it, music. In the, in the game alone, and even as a soundtrack on its own, I will say that I had listened to the soundtrack first before I had played the game. And to me, music is a really big part. I think it actually creates that third dimension. Huge part. Yeah, it, it creates that that three dimension within you know any within in any uh, in film, animation, and video games as well. Because you do the production stuff first, and that comes afterwards, and you have to match that tone within that world. And I thought, uh, if I remember his name correctly, Michael McCann, he did an excellent job creating this atmospheric, elect- electronic, dark mood type of vibe. And there was, you know, really nice, you know, very up upbeat techno songs that I, I, you know, with me being a, you know, a techno uh, fiend, uh, I really, I personally enjoyed. I don't know. What about you guys? What do you think of the music? I thought it fit perfectly. Just like you said, I mean, it went right along with the, the art style and just the mood of the game. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it, especially just the main uh, menu music, that first oh, tra- yes. soundtrack. I mean, I had that on repeat for a really long time. I think it fits really, really well. I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's awesome. It's always a good start to a game when you when you boot it up and like you can just sit there and pause on the menu and just listen to the song for a minute. Oh yeah, I mean right. it's it's set two, up atmosphere for the game perfectly. Two I mean, games that did that really well well were this game and Skyrim, and I could just sit there and just listen to the music for a minute. And just get myself amped to play the game. Oh really? Oh yeah. I have not listened. I have. I haven't played or listened to the Sky- uh, S- uh, Skyrim soundtrack, so I-, I wouldn't know. But it beats the hell out of the Battletoads uh, pause music. I'm not sure if you remember that. <laughs> oh, what are you talking? Uh, That's just pure gold, right? There. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's, it's just a repetitive beat, and it's it's just. <laughs> I'm sure I heard that a lot because I died so much playing that game, but. Yeah. Seriously. Could have been awesome. <laughs> God, game pisses me off. Now, the story. that the, the, I, I think this is probably one... Aside from the Mass Effect series, I think that this game alone is probably one of the most complex uh, narratives I've played. It just... There's a lot of politics in this game that's that's involved in here. That's, that's kind of what... Thrill- also has some similarity with uh, Metal Gear Solid. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so you have to remind... Uh, refresh my memory... Uh, because it's been a long time since I played Metal Gear, but is there anything like in, is there any particular aspect of the politics or the story that this game you may have borrowed? Oh yeah, like, like conspiracies and like you know, who's really pulling strings, right? And That's then the just... whole like aspect of like humanity and is it is it a good idea to you know try and be more than human or you mm-hmm. know expand yourself in, in such absolutely. a way artificially absolutely it's always I, I think metal gear focuses a lot more on on the war side of things you know uh on a grander scale but it's very similar as far as the uh, the human aspects that chris is talking about to me i have not it's been a while since i've even touched the game in fact i'm pretty much i consider myself a novice when it comes to metal gear because yeah it's just been so long since i played it since, There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. What? But. That's good. I mean, I really enjoyed how complex uh, the narrative was. All like the loops uh, this character was going through, and I, I was, I was very happy that his reactions were the same reactions that I was having. I was like, oh my god, really? You know, when I, I feel like when I'm on par with that character I've been playing, I guess you'd say him and I are on the same wavelength. It's like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one confused right now. 
<laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm glad. And I mean, it's not like bad storytelling. It's just that I'm glad that the fact that the politics and who's doing what, what's going on, who's involved, where, and this, what, what, it's this whole big, this big clusterfuck of shit going on. You're definitely experiencing it from uh, the character, from Jensen's perspective. I mean, you know as much as he knows, and yep. it, it makes you really easy for you to, to, to feel with him, you know, with the situation. I mean, he's not experiencing any kind of complex emotions, but you're definitely like, you're the character in the world who is just learning about this slowly understanding the world and Jensen at the same time. And that's what makes it so easy for you to, you know, put yourself in, in his situation the way you do, way you were doing. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I wish my co- my choices would had a lot more consequences because I was, I was still trying to learn what was going on and whatever decision I had made at that present time, it would affect the future. And it, I, I didn't see that happening one way or another, but I mean, but then again, I think I've just been spoiled by Kotar and, you know, playing the Mass Effect games too. It's a question of like, whether it's trying to create a situation where you, you know, have your own story or, you know, is the, is the game trying to tell its own story and it just wants you to be able to get there the way you want to get there. And I think that's more what it's trying to do is, it's got a specific story to tell, and it's just allowing you to get to that point the way you want to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's not you creating the story as much as just, just you get... creating your own path. Okay, that's understandable, but I I think I just I just like the fact that my choices just have a little more weight to them, and I I guess also I was probably prepared for that because that is what the that's what the original games were like it was I mean what you did didn't necessarily have an impact on the end you still had that moment at the end where it's like I gotta make a choice yeah despite what, what what's brought me to this point you know there's still this many choices to make okay that's 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 fair that's fair yeah and, you know and from a gameplay perspective at least you have those choices even if sometimes you don't you feel like there really is only one choice i mean i did still feel like gameplay wise like i did i could go in through this door i can go in from the top and like i felt smart in that there were multiple way entry points always and i found my path exactly exactly which is why i always felt really really good about the stealth approach because you know like in metal gear it just always felt like i could do it like you know it wasn't just the game painting the path for me it was more like i'm seeing the path and i found my way there i'm like i'm gonna tranquilize this guy i'm gonna stun this guy i'm gonna melee this guy or or just completely avoid them to begin which was possible totally possible at times where you could just walk around but you want experience man you want to get the experience points <laughs> i don't want well you get experience points from that you, you yeah, i know i know but uh for you could get you got experience points for different types of things that was what was good about it is like you could just be stealthy and you would get experience points it would it would say at the bottom like stealth something or it, it would, something would reflect you were getting points because you stealthed your way through. Right. But the the best way to get experience was to just hack everything. Oh, the hacking. Yeah. Oh. That, I felt was a little bit unbalanced too. I'm glad and, I'm glad you brought that up because Yeah, I mean, hacking was like free experience points. I mean, it pretty all, much is. Yeah. It's it's free experience all the time. And I didn't really find the hacking all that enjoyable. I don't know about you guys. Like I, it was just kind of like, "Eh, this is uh, you know, just kind of something it's that easy. You just don't really know why you're doing it. Yeah, it it didn't really, you know. And then again, 
um, like I, I told SB before, um, like, you know, those elements in RPGs, I usually don't find all that interesting anyway. I feel like it's just kind of a necessary evil that they put in there. Like, the only game that I've ever felt like it was, like, moderately amusing was, like, Bioshock, where you have to, like, put all those tubes together and, like, before the, like, liquid gets to the end and, like, oh, eh. yeah. it was kind of a fun, like, mini game. Like, I could see playing something like that on my iPhone just for, you know, just for fun or something like that. But this, I would never do that. Like, it really wasn't anything that I would uh, play, like, on its own. I just did way too much of it that's the thing i even though despite it being free experience which is good in the long run because you get you know you get praxis points for every time you upgrade and you could put it to whatever augmentation you want but at the same time i was just like where are these passcodes i don't want i don't want to hack right now i want to know where this passcode is at and there will be moments where i just pause the game i would actually go to the wikipedia site for deus ex and look to see if there was a simple password or passcode that I could just put in and not have to hack, because the hacking just got was way too much. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, you could usually just like sneak in somebody's office and find the passcode. I always found the passcodes like after the fact, like after I, I unlocked something by hacking it. <laughs> Sometimes I had it before I hacked it. I uh, just I, always I, hacked I, because it was free experience. I didn't load the hacking part of the game at all, but a noteworthy point is I, I stopped playing the game at the point where I did because uh, the hacking was a little ridiculous, and I, I couldn't pass a, a certain point. Uh, oh, really? Right. I just played it over and over again because, uh, uh, you know, I play like a perfectionist, and if I couldn't get past that, that hacking terminal, then I wasn't going to go any further. That's kind of where I, I, I put it down. Oh, was, was it like a, like a high-level terminal that you just didn't have the experience for yet? Um, I'm guessing that, that could be that could be why it was. I'm yeah, there sure. were there were a couple hacking terminals specifically like in Detroit. I remember there was one like next to the helipad that you had to wait until pretty much later in the, in the game. Second floor of the uh-huh. high, the nightclub. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that that was my favorite soundtrack in this game, the Hive. That was a good one. I like the broth. That terminal couldn't couldn't get past it. So now was it just trying to get into that door, or was it trying to hack the security terminal to after? I think it was after um, the the latter one. Because there was one when you did a side mission for your for your pilot Malik. It was for for a friend's murder, and you pretty much had to get the confession out of this guy. Right. And, and we're talking about. Yeah, and when you get oh, the, we need to talk about that conversation. And when you get the confession out of the guy, you know, it's all gravy. You know, you complete the mission. And then she wants you to hack this terminal that's right behind this bar. But the problem is there's no code for it whatsoever. You have to hack it. There's two bodyguards standing there. And if you try hacking it, they start start they start they yelling at you and be like, okay, you need to stop with what you're doing or we're going to start unleashing fire. And I'm thinking, well, I'm playing the hardest mode right now. I know within two or three shots, I'm dead. This is going to suck. So I had to trank one of the guys, and before he could start shooting his gun at me, I had to knock him out. And this took several tries. In fact, I had even tried stacking trash cans on top of each other so they They wouldn't see you. So they wouldn't see me, and they still saw me while the trash cans were stacked. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Really? that's kind of that's kind of the weird bullshit you had to do like in the original game sometimes, which is where I thought this game was an improvement. There were times when you just had to kind of game the AI, like put a box someplace so somebody couldn't see you doing something. I don't remember ever having to do that. And I know what terminal you're talking about, and I don't 
remember I did that side mission. I don't remember having trouble with it. This well, this was my this was my second playthrough. I don't did know. Did you ever did you ever get to the point where you could pretty much walk around the hive and nobody would mess with you because like Yeah, I could. You had yeah. talked you had talked to uh like the club owner or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to the club owner. I could walk around freely as I wanted to. And I did that the first time and uh that's fine. It's only when I tried hacking something and failed that people would start coming after me just because I that. I, yeah. I, I, I dealt with that somehow that it wasn't weird like that I can't remember but yeah I think you missed something well that was my first time playthrough that I must have missed something but it was just I was just like this is complete and utter bullshit what this just makes no sense whatsoever but other than that uh why as why I'm not sure if it was a glitch but why they were attacking me when I tried hacking a security terminal I was just like whatever I took him out and I hit him from anybody's view, and I completed the quest, and I got, you know, I think it was like two practice points or a practice point, and I upgraded my augmentation. I was like, yay, good job, joy. Uh, Chris, what did you want to talk about in that particular? Was there something particular about that mission in general, or? Well, I mean, something to pull out of that mission, and, and a couple other times in the game, you had that conversation system where you're yeah. talking to people, and uh, if you had invested in your practice points in the conversation, like, you could read certain things on them like they're putting out pheromones monitor their heart rate and stuff and like that was actually i actually thought that conversation system was pretty fun assessing whether they were an alpha or a beta or an omega personality and responding appropriately like appealing to those to to them a certain way like i thought that was really good that worked at you know the first couple times i failed miserably (laughs) i just had to get better at it but I really liked it. I mean, that first time you did it, it you kind of talked that I, I managed to talk that one guy down. Um, and that was a time when that paid off later. Like that guy who had uh, one of the earlier missions, like he was taking this woman hostage and you like you kind of talk him down. Oh, Zeke Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I actually did. And he helped me later on a mission. Yep. So, I mean, that was a payoff. That was like, was that like one of the only payoffs in the game? You know, it's, it's the only one I can really think of. I mean, no, 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 no. There's another one where you are talking to it was the guy in the police station. Wayne Haas. Yeah, okay. I remember yeah. that, talking to him. Wow. Remembers all the names, too. That's pretty impressive. Hey, like I said, second playthrough. So just keep that in mind. Right, yeah. right. I, I mean, I, I only don't remember because I haven't played it since uh, back in like December is when I actually played it. So. <laughs> I just beat the I just beat the game about at a couple hours ago, second time played through hardest mode, so it's fresh in my mind. So bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was complaining. I was I was just impressed. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Well, no, I appreciate. It. Continue on, man. I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Was that the the uh, the cop in the uh, yeah the department? Yeah. Was that the that he? What was the? What were you saying, Josh, about that? The payoff. Oh, just there was a payoff there. I mean, if you could talk him down from he like hated you because of some reason, like wasn't it some relationship he had or something like that? Like you screwed it up for him. Something about a SWAT thing. Oh, he used his to be job. SWAT. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. And you right. ended up. It was something about a decision your character had made. I think. Yeah, and there were a couple different ways you could go about it. Like, you could either threaten him, like you were going to expose him and get him in more trouble, or you could, like, empathize with him and explain to him, like, you know, that you did what you had to do, and, you know, there shouldn't be any hard feelings between you. That was the route I took, and he was like, you're right, you know, thanks for being understanding, and he just let me into the police station. Oh, see, I messed messed up that conversation, so that is... So that is kind of an immediate payoff. Wow. 
Uh-huh. I mean, he let me straight in the door and just like, you know. Okay, I will say. I didn't even know if that was possible because I messed it up. <laughs> no, I, I went through that same experience, so I know yeah. what he's talking about. The uh, What had happened with me the first time through, I was sneaking around around about in the play uh in the police station because yeah i took the sewer path i snuck in and i wasn't allowed in the police station people were like no you're not allowed in why are you here and you know you'd have time to get out but if you if you kept disobeying them they would start shooting you know start shooting at you so the first time through i swear i spent like a couple hours sneaking in and out and about that whole police station (laughs) just trying to get information and especially for the uh, for the for the body in the morgue uh, from your. So pre- they wouldn't actually just shoot you on sight in there. No, they wouldn't shoot you on sight. They would they'd be alarmed. They'd be like, okay, why are you here? You better get out. You better get out. Or oh. and then if you didn't get out, then you they start shooting fire. So that's how sneaky a bastard I am. I just I never did. I never I didn't get seen, so I didn't even know what was gonna happen if they saw me. Oh man, it was bad. It was so bad. Like I I couldn't really go anywhere without getting caught. It was like. The first time it was. What are you doing? You're not really good at stealthing, are you? No, I was not. <laughs> Second the time through, I had the conversation and I was just walking about freely. I was just like, I didn't want to deal with that again. It was just a bad experience playing the game for the first time because uh, I had the pheromones. I had the pheromone option selected within my augmentation. I didn't have that the first time through. I didn't think about it. I had it like I actually activated that thing halfway through in the game and i'm just like oh so that's what it does oh man those previous missions would have been a lot easier if i had this great i just i just always learned that in rpgs you always invest points into anything conversation right away i should have known better because i mean especially you're you're trained by kotar you should know that i, mean, oh, I know exactly you, you I a lot of stuff you can handle just in that conversation I really want to touch. I really want to get back onto the boss, the boss yeah. sequences. You know, I read quite a bit on it. Yeah. And what I heard was that internally, they never actually intended on having boss fights there. I think the the publisher might have encouraged them. When I say encouraged, might have forced them. Okay. To to have something like I think they felt that maybe there wasn't enough action, or they needed moments to like sort of spruce it up not necessarily spruce it up but like they have like you're the equivalent of like your turret sequence like every shooter has got like that turret sequence they just need that high octane like just palette cleanser moment you know why there's vehicles in some games and you think to yourself this is a bad idea sometimes and sometimes it's just the developer trying to right really it's just pad it out. gameplay essentially but but if it's not thought out well enough then it can end up really hindering it Oh yeah, I mean they were terrible. Boss fights. <laughs> I would. Curious, did did any of you actually uh, beat the first boss without looking up how to do so? <laughs> what was the first boss? Barrett. Barrett. Oh yeah, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I used the env- no, I mean I used just the environment for the most part. I think. Right. I I had no idea, not not a clue. There 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 was okay. Here's the thing. There were no, there was no indication of their life bar. Like there's like no indication like their life bar. So I didn't know yeah. how far along I was in terms of doing damage. I didn't know how much damage I was doing, or even I was doing enough at the time. And the fact that the consideration, if you were able to move up close for a melee attack, you still had the option to you know like knock them out or you know or do like a kill. But every time you did that, 
they were they would counter you and you would die instantly. And at least that's what happened to me. And I'm like, I'm thinking, why is this option even here in this first place when I could just immediately just die? Because I thought for the first time when I played the game, when I get up close, I could knock this guy out with my melee because that's what I've been doing out the whole game. Right. And that's the impression I'm getting here. And he, he he counters me and kills me. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Did I do something wrong? Maybe was he not weak enough? How do I know if he's not, if he's weak enough? I don't like, know. There's nothing that indicates. Fuck the boss battles. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When a boss battle comes up in a game that's you know seemingly thought out as well as Deus Ex is in every other aspect, and you know uh, I'm dying like every time. Yes. I'm trying to beat this guy. I inherently think, okay, there must be like a certain way. Like a certain weakness that I'm supposed to be exploiting. Yeah. That the game is, you know, intelligently, you know, is like, okay, you know, he has to figure out how to kill this boss. Yeah. And every boss is going to have a certain way to kill them. You know, that's just kind of how boss battles go in well thought out games. And that's not the case. So to answer Zach's question, yeah, I had yeah. to Google. I was like, how the hell am I supposed uh, to kill this guy? Because I've died like 15 times. Really? Like, oh, like, there is there was just nothing thought out like you just throw barrels at him or you can just shoot him a bunch of times or throw grenades at him. Or so something. when you research like what did you find did did people have like well thought out approaches or? I mean they had strategies but and there were different ones certainly but it was all just based around like okay throw four grenades at him and shoot him in the face five times with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's that's an awesome boss battle right there or like you know pick up the barrels and toss them at him and shoot him in the face with the pistol at the same time. Right. The, the like, picking up, um, you know, objects in the environment and throwing at them, I think, was was the biggest key to, to winning that boss battle. And that's a game mechanic that I don't even think it was uh, explored too much before that boss. Nope. Exactly. No. It, 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 the, that boss fight kind of throws a wrench in, like, how you've been playing the game. And it doesn't prepare you for it because it just completely countermines, like, really what they had, yeah. you right. know, established in the game design. It'd be like if I've it'd be like if up the answer that quick before. It'd be I like it's a decision. It's like having that boss fight. Those boss fights there. It'd be like if in the middle of a Halo game, you all of a sudden had to like do a logic puzzle. You right. know? Like, it, just doesn't, it doesn't fit, which is that's I think not, like, yeah. You know, explanation for all the bosses. Yeah, all the bosses in this game just shoot them till they die. That's it. That, that was pretty much it. That was yeah. it. There were and every time I because I was a stealthy bastard didn't upgrade armor and I only and I didn't carry lethal weapons like I had a souped up pistol only because I'm like I'm gonna keep this just in case like <laughs> that was it and like I only use them at boss fights and like I had like armor piercing bullets and shit but basically every boss fight I got through just by basically uh, gaming the system like doing something that I'm pretty sure the developer didn't expect me to do like throw mines down everywhere like when that one invisible chick would be attacking you yeah i'd always have a mine next to me so she would explode before she could get to me that was the only way i be beat that and i and i had this stun gun that would always stop you in your tracks <laughs> you used the stun gun it was a shot it was like a shotgun stun gun that you found in the police station in detroit <laughs> and and uh the way i beat her was just i'd throw down mines kind of just anticipate where she was going to be coming from and she'd step on that and it would stop her in her tracks and I would run up and stun shotgun her. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'd start just chucking grenades because she'd be stuck there for a second. Yeah, right. Yelena was probably 
uh, I would say she was not the hardest out of the three boss battles. In fact, the hardest was that last one where Namir. Oh, that last one where they did they? I don't even. I'm trying to remember. Did they get? Did they take all your augmentations away for that last one? Is that what had happened? No, 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 no. That's that's that sounds like the missing link where you you don't have all your augmentations. No, no, no. There was one where you go. I'm trying to remember now. When you meet the newswoman, like Eliza Kassan, yeah. Yeah. When you find out that thing about her, I think you go fight that one last augment augmented soldier, and there's like. It's in a room and there's like mannequins or something. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's it's Namir. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so what what did they do? They did something like he clouded your vision or something. He Namir was pretty much a one to two shot kill. Uh, I didn't experience. I didn't know what kind of augmentations that I was limited to. However, no EMP gr- grenades could affect him. No gas grenades could affect him. So pretty much, he was per, uh, immune to any kind of projectile. Uh, and again, you just pretty much had to run and shoot. And throughout most of the time, like Elena, he was invisible, but he would actually shoot you while he was invisible and pretty much taunt you throughout the whole entire throughout the whole entire round. My augmentations were jacking up because uh, you, there was a decision earlier in the game where like, they made an announcement, right? And they told you, go to a clinic immediately to have your augmentations updated. Yeah. And if you did that, your augmentations would screw up for the rest of the game until a certain point. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. Did you get that shot? Or did you not trust them and not get it? Yeah, oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, because yeah. if you didn't, your augmentations would never mess up. But I got it, and through that boss battle, my augmentations were screwing up the whole time. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No, not I at guess all. that I guess that was because of a decision I made or something. Did that happen to you, Josh? Um, no, it did not. So I think I, did, I made the same choice as uh, SB. Yeah, that's something I didn't notice either. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. Interesting. That's a different experience. I don't know if I want to experience that though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I walk in there and like they press a button. Well, you remember like when everybody's augmentations were messing up. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking like, about. Mine were j- jacking up too. Like not as bad as everybody else, but. I mean, I I noticed I, that. I don't remember. I I made some sort of decision where that was happening. I know, I know, especially during, uh, when you're back in China for the second time around, it's really, it's really messing up. For sure, and and I know that it happened earlier in Detroit, but nothing that affected my boss match. I mean, it ain't, it probably didn't even fucking matter, just because I think I spent like forty minutes trying to beat Namir, and any time that I got I got to like a little safe spot, I would pause the game, save it, then continue on because I know I knew for a fact I was just dying on a constant basis with this guy, and if I had to start over from the very beginning. I think I would have chucked my controller at the screen and just just said F this game and done with it. Just Was this on normal difficulty? No. Well yeah, that was I mean, this was on normal and this was on the Deus Ex, you know, Deus Ex give me a challenge, like the hardest mode. And still none it But didn't... you did play through it the first time on normal. I did. And I it was and it was hard. I don't remember having that much trouble with that. Oh I, man, I had trouble with. It. I don't think it take forty minutes. Well, if you try the hard mode, it is just unbearable. It really is. I it, only I only do hard modes when I like when I actually feel like like I'll do legendary and Halo because I don't feel like it's being cheap. I just feel like I have to be really really smart. Yeah, I agree. It would have been nice if they at least just designed like more than one way 
to beat the boss. I mean, aside from just start shooting everything you have in your inventory. I mean, there was really no exploitive weakness with Namir that even I could be stealthy. Not really. No, it's like I mean, they could have taken approach like they did. Uh, not to compare this game to another game, but there was a fight in Batman: Arkham City where you fight Mister Freeze, where I thought would have been perfect for this game because it was one where you had multiple options and you had to, and you could be stealthy. Yes, exactly. You had to be stealthy, yes. but I just wish something like that had been applied to these boss fights because I mean, I wouldn't necessarily have minded it. I don't ever mind them in a Metal Gear game because they've always made sense. Right, exactly. The game. I mean, even with the Mr. Freeze match, every time you, whenever you did one way, he, it would actually okay. You've done this one, one way once. Now you have to figure you have to figure out another way to attack me again. Right, and which it, makes it, sense, you know, because he's not going to fall for the same thing twice. Exactly, and there was like I know we're being repetitive on it, but there's just no thought process in the boss battles whatsoever. Even the director had come out had and apologized and saying, "Yeah, we pretty much it was never thought out." Whatsoever. They were there for padding. It was yeah. there. It, it was, was just there. They felt like somehow the, the the publisher or or maybe even the developer felt like there just wasn't enough there, and they had to just throw something in. Yeah, absolutely. It's sad because it's. I mean, it's, and I heard a different developer did those parts. It would have been it would have been good resources to use to just improve another aspect of the game. Yeah, I would I would have thought so too. It, that 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 really bothered me. It really did. It was just like it. it Everything else within the game, besides besides my little gripes, you know, like animation wise and a little bit of the gameplay, the everything else is just is just excellent. And you and you and you, ah, oh, can't stop. Uh, it's sorry. like it's like what Josh said. I mean, no one aspect is great, but it just comes together into something that does work. It does, yeah. and, and and that's what I absolutely love about this game. You know, you, you have great story elements. I mean, the gameplay elements. You know, they're not. Not one level exceeds, you know, on an awesome, you know, it's not very extremely awesome, but you know what? It does the job well enough. Not too bad. I mean, I'm mostly invested in the, I'm invested in the character and what's going on. I'm interested in the story, you know, who's pulling, who's pulling the strings, who's the big mastermind here, what's, you know, what's going to be the big reveal and, and how are people tied in together? And that's, I really like that about, about that. And you just have that, those boss situations where there's no thought process, there's nothing whatsoever. It's just like smack dab. Here you go. Here's a boss. Kill him. You have your boss battle, and it's just like really. That's it. Right. I feel like I have been boned really hard. <laughs> so, what are you guys' uh, final decisions on the game as far as how how you liked it? I would, with the score, you want to try, try I, to put a score on it. I, I would I would say go out of a ten would be fine for me. Chris, why don't we start with you, man? I mean, I'd say overall, I definitely would. Uh, I think I would go on the high side. So I'd give it that. You know, about a. I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say that it was amazing, but so I'd probably do like an eight point five out of ten. I mean, okay. I really did. I mean, as as many negative things as there were, they're a really great thing. You know, it's just a love hate experience at times. But I mean, when I I come away with from the experience definitely feeling like i did enjoy all my time with it i enjoyed having the conversations i enjoyed stealthing my way through the game i thought the stealth worked for the most part i enjoyed that it was a time when non-lethality actually felt like was an option that was viable and it worked and i managed to achieve that yes it wasn't super hard i mean when i played through the first days that game there were times i spent hours like maybe an hour trying to get through a room because there were so many bad guys i'm gonna get through this without them seeing me and not killing somebody 
in this game, like, I could figure that out. The cover system worked well enough that, it, like, you know, you could jump from cover to cover, do your SWAT turns, and, and, and I did stealth my way through the game. For that reason, and then the story, like, it's a f sophisticated story. You don't get a lot of sophistication out of a lot of game stories. Like, the, the, the adult story and uh i liked it for that those reasons and then the music and then the art style um i mean just give more props to the art style i i like the, the color i liked that it was very gold gold is and awesome i like that in the end they changed it up they were very smart about you know for the last few environments to kind of uh change up and get away from that art style they had gone with and then you just kind of go to this you know this area in the end where you know it's still kind of like an alien world i mean you don't it's not some place where we go <laughs> yeah that whole i mean all that su the subtext of the you know the environment the atmosphere the whole revolutionary uh renaissance all worked on me I would, I would agree. Uh, Josh, what about you, man? Um, you know, I'm going to have to go on maybe a little bit of the lower side. You know, all, all the, um, the pros that I said, uh, you know, I agree with Chris as far as the art style. It was awesome. Um, you know, it was really just dripping with atmosphere. There was great environments. Um, I really have to give it props for kind of going out on a limb and doing something a little bit different. Um, and I really love yeah. the storyline, too. You know, um, it was really interesting with all the politics surrounding the augmentations and, um, you know, the different parties kind of struggling for um, for dominancy. I thought that was really, really interesting. Actually, I'd really like to see this maybe someday as a film. I think it would probably work pretty well. Um, but, you know, like I said, my gripes kind of stem from the gameplay. You know, again, I, I, I think that for, you know, it, it had a great scope. It really tried to accomplish a lot. And I really commend it for that. And it did it decently you know, but it did not nail um, really any of the, the aspects that it tried to throw in there. You know, the shooting, it was all right. It was passable. Um, the RPG aspects of it was kind of the same for me. I, I just, I found myself playing this in much shorter spurts than I did a lot of other games, uh, really standout games that I played uh, this year and last year. Um, you know, I really didn't play it for much longer than maybe two or three hours before I had to put it down because I get really frustrated with the damn AI <laughs> uh, you know just I, I really don't enjoy playing like you know the same scenario like five freaking times just to get to the next cutscene where i want to see what happens yeah so um you know just that you know those were the things that brought it down for me that you know aside from some of the technical glitches and stuff that i experienced and you know again some of that could have been uh like we talked about you know just the way that i chose to play out my augmentation points and stuff like that maybe i should have gone more in one direction or the other Instead of having more of a balanced character, maybe I would have had an easier time. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with a 7.5. I just, um, you know, I think I think it's a really it's a good game. I think um, I would encourage it's anybody on the fence um, to to pick it up. You know, if you are are a fan of games like that or of Mass Effect, you know, I would say give it a whirl. It's a good game, but I don't think it's it quite holds up to the quality of something like that game. Which, um, incidentally, Mass Effect Three is our next review. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Zach? Did you have any, any final words, final thoughts on this? Seven. <laughs> no, uh, pretty much my reasons are going to be similar to uh, Josh's. I mean, I love the art style of this game, and it it should have pulled me into it more than it did, but the gameplay mechanics are probably you know, where it fell short. Where one thing pulled you in, something else pulled you out a little bit. Right, I mean... It's just a beautiful game, and I, I expected to put more time into it, and obviously I stopped playing it, uh, and that's just that's because of that gameplay aspect. 
I guess that's the most damning thing that can happen, just right. not wanting to continue. <laughs> Felt that way several times, you know, like I said. So As for me, I was thinking after my first playthrough, I, I thought despite the horrible boss battles, well, I want to say extremely horrible, but they were just... They weren't welcoming. I'll say unnecessary. that. They were, yeah, unnecessary. How about that? Still doing my second, and then doing another playthrough on the hard mode. Even this, I still love the story. I love the characters. I love the art design. I loved the music. The then you have all you have all those wonderful elements just meshing together just perfectly, and then you have some of the gameplay elements, especially the AI. And the AI, the shooting aspect, they were just, you know, they were decent. They they never really stood out. They never really extremely wowed me. Stealth, on the other hand, not having much, not having really played Metal Gear Solid that much, but as in a stealth wise, I really enjoyed it. I, I really liked the stealth. I felt like when I was stealthy, I did get rewarded. Hacking, it was just, it was welcoming at times, and then at most times, it was just. Okay, I'm just hacking just to hack, just so I get free experience. It just it became almost second nature without yeah. I, I just didn't really care for it. Fuck the boss battles. How about that? And um, <laughs> the music, I absolutely love the music. If if anything, that's kind of like a perfect, like a perfect score. It th- it's the music. It's absolutely the music. Uh, definitely the art design too. I, and the gold. The gold, man. I I never thought I would say, but gold is awesome. Black and gold. Amazing. Black and gold. It was quite beautiful. It really sounds like we're putting this game down, I guess, more than I, we could. I, I, I know it sounds like we are. And our but... scores are so high, but I think that kind of says something about where the bar is set for video games in general. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, I, there are so many nines out there. Yeah, I, I was originally going to say a nine because of a lot of those other aspects, but I actually brought it down to an eight. Uh, it's a solid. I think it's it's a solid game overall, but those gameplay mechanics really it just had me frustrated. And especially, I know when games are supposed to be hard. Like I get that it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be a challenge, but I don't think it's supposed to be that excruciating because there, there's because there's no thought put into those boss battles, especially because they're just tacked on. I, I I feel like I was about to have aneurysm or something. But, <laughs> but then I, it's just it's just a shame because uh, I think what Josh had said, what Josh had said, it's like when you, when you have something that pulls you in that's so great, and then you just have another element that just pulls you just right back out, and, and that's that's a, that's it is a damning thing, Chris. It really is. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for yep. taking the time out of your evening, and uh, next time we will be discussing Mass Effect Three. You guys take care. You as well. And, and for the listeners, thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you,